Hello and welcome back to Tuesday Night Gaming with Zach Madalana, Jay. Woo. What's Ooh, with the chart? Pause before me and Chark. <laughs> okay, do we need a protocol of like we introduce ourselves or Zach introduces us and we should just stick to it? We never figured it out. Well, Zach, Zach introduces us. Zach introduces After us. a long, awkward pause, Zach introduces everyone. <laughs> See, this thing works great. <laughs> So today we're talking about The Plot Against America from HBO, episode, episode number two, two. in which episode stuff two. happens. I was like, I don't really know what happened in this episode, so you guys need to explain it to me. Okay. Uh, the plot moved forward. Kind of. Sort kind of. of. It did. It did. Not until the very end. I feel like there was a lot of just like other stuff happening. Like, what's your face getting a job? Yeah, yeah. And... for best. And and the kid stealing coins. So, oh, so like, can we get back to the politics, please? Yeah. Well, so it's about Alana. Nothing's going to happen because it's about people's lives, while they, while the society around them around them changes. Sure. Okay. okay. So the uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't expect any gunfights anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> had a fist fight in the first episode. Okay, but not a gun. Okay, I guess that's true. But that was to draw you in. I don't know. Will make will we see um, Alvin shooting Nazis? Oh, uh, I, cool. I, I guess we might. That's true. I didn't think about that. I don't think on this budget. Okay, so should we uh, jump right budget, in? Budget. It's HBO. <laughs> All right. So we start, and there is a time jump. It uh, the last episode took place over the summer, um, I believe, in June, and this time jumps to October. Correct. Charles Lindbergh has won the Republican nomination. And he's out there. He's out campaigning, campaigning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sandy goes to the airfield to see Lindbergh fly himself to Newark to land for a campaign stump speech. And it was pretty. I have to admit, it's pretty badass to see him fly himself around the country. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it's pretty attractive. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Imagine so like a like, imagine like a presidential candidate did that today, except it's in like a jet fighter. I mean, he comes he out. Sound like, like Sandy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're so high. Are you sure you don't have like a sketchbook full of pictures? <laughs> I'm not. I'm only saying because I'm not gay for Lindbergh. I just think it's cool that you can fly a plane. Or, or if like a modern presidential candidate flew like a helicopter around the country. Yeah, I guess that'd be cool. It'd be really like the cool. uh, King of Denmark, or sorry, uh, it was Netherlands. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did he do? Flew commercial for KLM, like as a pilot, and in, in his spare time. Commercial like airliners. I mean, that's kind of cool. But a jet fighter would be would be cooler. Yeah, but think about how much that costs to uh, fly it. I don't think private citizens can own them either. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, but Lindbergh is in the military, right? As we learn. Well, what? he was. We learned he brought, uh, in Bergdorf's speech. Did he play World War One? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's. I don't think he's old enough. Really? No, I don't know. Because he was a colonel. Yeah, but he could be a colonel without fighting World War One. Uh, he did missions for them. Anyway, so Lindbergh comes out and he does his forty-one word stump speech. Oh, one last thing I wanted to say about the flying the plane thing is: you think Bill Clinton playing the saxophone on TV is cool? Well, look at this. Yeah, we ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, so we also see that they actually have an actor playing Lindbergh. Yeah, right. actual... last episode we thought maybe it wouldn't be. Uh, they just use like old footage of him or something. You know, Evelyn's a fan of his, and she says, "Oh, he just wants peace." Well, so yeah. so so she's a she's a fan of him because she's got hot she hots gets, from yeah. Alabama. 
Hospital Southern Rabbi, which is like a really weird combination. Mm-hmm. Why? There are Jews in the South. No, there aren't. Okay. And uh, <laughs> well, but, I but over the course of the that. Yeah, but over the course of the episode, over the course of the episode, she becomes convinced to actually be pro Lindbergh once he tells her he doesn't. He doesn't really hate Jews, honest. Yeah, he doesn't really hate Jews, honest. Yes, I swear. I talked to him, and he's like, "No, they're they're cool." Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, please. So then, meanwhile, Philip and his pervert friend Earl (laughs) are still hanging out. Goodbye, Earl. But but this time they come up with a new game, which is where they follow people. Yeah, yeah, they they seem to be very good friends. <laughs> it's Phil- well, he's really good guy. at stamp collecting. More than that guy who plays chess all the time, that weirdo. Oh, geez, I died. Selden. <laughs> yeah, Selden or something like that. So this what we need I, another flying hero. Sorry, I, I seem to remember though that another there was like some other kids book I read where they would follow people for fun. Okay. Really. So okay, Earl. this isn't no, not at all. So the, the, the point is, this isn't the first example of that. You know. Okay. I mean, it yeah. I guess it, I guess it's something that some people do. Well, it's like something you do for fun in the forties, <laughs> right? It actually does look kind of fun. When do you want to do I that at the time? It's something you can do with your time. There's a lot of things that a man can choose to do with his time, and following strangers on a bus is one of them. Yeah, I mean, especially in the Newark, New York area, it's super easy. And it is interesting. I mean, I could see it happening. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Yeah, I mean, there. Earl is like a latchkey kid. He has nothing else to do. It's, but would you rather them follow people or go through his mom's underwear drawer again? Neither. Yeah, yeah once was enough. <laughs> Why don't they just read comic books like normal kids in the 40s? Action comics. Yeah. Okay. Because they can't afford it. So oh my then gosh, we learned... that echo is Moira Ulting. This is wild. Okay. Okay, so then we learn the blitz is going on, and Alvin is has a new job driving this like asshole guy. Yes, Stein. <laughs> yeah, uh, union, a union rep. No, he's Steinem. a commissioner for the, race for the racetrack. Yeah, the, okay. the game, the racing commissioner. And he's a Joe. He's one of the tribe. And he has a siren on his car. For That's some weird. somehow. <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> yeah. For some unknown, completely unknown reason. So. There's a little bit more political discussion. Norman Herman. It's Herman, right? The dad. Herman? Yeah. Yes. Is it Herman or Norman? Herman. It's Herman. Herman. Okay. Uh, he wants to know why FDR doesn't like go after Lindbergh directly. And they're it's like, not oh, presidential. It's, yeah, it's not presidential. And he's like, everyone else will see. He's like, everyone sees Lindbergh for who he is. And then his wife is like, uh, everyone that you know. Right. Yeah. And this. Uh, right, which we which they kind of discussed last time. They lit, you know, they didn't want to leave their community because if they went other places, the Goyam would be there, and that would be really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, it also reminded me of Nixon. You know that famous expression of like, I don't know anyone who voted for Nixon. How could he have won? Right. Somebody's or, like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know anybody who voted for Nixon. Yeah. Right. What? Or Everyone the in Mad Men voted for Nixon. Matt, have you seen that episode yet? <laughs> no, I've only watched the, I haven't watched any since last time we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode called Nixon versus Kennedy that's like about the election. Well, the other election. Yeah, the, the first one, I guess. Um, and it, all right. So then, so Alvin's a driver. Yeah, for the, for the commission, we talked about that. Lindbergh won the nomination. We talked about that. Okay. So then they have this whole scene with like where they're doing George and Gracie. Yeah, which doesn't seem to be uh, yeah. particularly relevant. I don't think, I don't know Not. how. Important. It's like, look how cute how... they are. 
and and well, how they, much they love each other. They're doing oh. they're doing something in this episode where they and 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 that also includes them having sex. The same thing about them having sex where they they do the thing that they don't usually do for couples on television where they like actually make it seem like they like each other. They spend time liking each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of just arguing I, I, about Lindbergh all the time. Yeah, instead of just her being like, stop it, stop talking about Lindbergh. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I think that was the point of it. I don't know what else you can really say about it. Uh, the only thing is that I, the, apparently that's what the phrase goodnight Gracie comes from, which I always knew from what the sniper Rainbow Six says before he kills a guy. Oh, I've I've heard that expression as well, but I I I don't know where I heard it from. I mean, yeah, I guess it's from that show. Yeah, yeah I mean, a, it's an old, very popular esque thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Jay should know because he's a theater I'm major, and I'm theater. <laughs> I want to know why you went out by yourself. I was following you. Jay knows stuff. You followed me up to the rooftop. <laughs> um. So then, Bur- Burgelsdorf has a. We're going through the episode kind of quickly, but I guess uh, we'll just all the good stuff at the end. Yeah, that's true. So Burgersdorf goes to like a, a rally, and he he talks about how uh, Jews are loyal to the U.S. And so he, uh, Lindbergh is not anti-Jewish because uh, Burgersdorf ha- Burgersdorf had a conversation with him and convinced him that Jews are loyal to the U.S. So therefore, they're okay. Yep, just like that. Right. So then, yeah. and then he kind of he kind of convinces. Evelyn to feel the same way. Though yeah, I feel kiss. like she may have an ulterior motive. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's a single Jewish man. Now's my time to strike. But she also... He's but not I, 50, he's 60. He's actually 60. <laughs> yeah, Fess is Ew, like, really? oh, what are you doing? Yeah, that's what he, she says that. Ew, that's so gross. <laughs> that's so <Okay>. gross. <laughs> not in Hollywood. Say yeah. goodbye to Hollywood. Okay, so then meanwhile, Bess is get working on getting a job at the same guy that Alvin works for, apparently, I guess. No, no he works she's for at the, the department store. Yeah. No, I thought she was a random say, department store. talk to Mr. Stern. Okay, yeah. Okay, no. Mr. Stein oh, uh, is different than Steiner. Steiner or Steinberg or whatever his name was. Yeah, all these Stein names, you know how it is. Yeah, so Evelyn uses the same sort of logic that if the rabbi is in favor of Lindbergh, then I guess Lindbergh's okay. And I think, I think people have all have all feel that way sometimes about presidential candidates where you're like, especially if your guy doesn't win, where you're like, well, I hope, and spoiler alert, Lindbergh wins at the end of the end of the episode. You kind of, how have to, you? you have to kind of hope that they're not as bad as you think they're going to be. So I think that's kind of her point of view is like, well, she's like, well, he's telling me what I want to hear. So, Hopefully he's he'll hopefully he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Alvin talks about how he hates his job, even though the well, guy helped him out. Yeah, he doesn't hate his job; he hates the guy. Which okay, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much his job, <laughs> right? Like, and like serving the guy is pretty much his job. So, and then let's, should we just talk about Alvin's plot actually, and just go all the way through rather than jumping around? Okay, fine. Silver damage. Great. So Alvin, so Alvin, <laughs> yeah. So Al, so he, so he, he's the, he's the driver, and I guess other, he does other stuff for this uh, racing commissioner, and the guy's like a big jerk, mm-hmm. but he didn't seem like that big of a jerk. But apparently, oh, he's a big jerk. What? No, I mean, I don't know. I thought, a lot worse. A, I thought he was a big jerk. Of course he was, but he could have been a lot worse. I mean, that's true. I don't know. Uh, I mean, and yeah. so Alvin takes care of him for a while. 
and and tries to convince uh what's his name oh god herman that uh that he's a bad guy herman doesn't want to hear about it oh speaking of which i guess they patched things up remember in the end of the last episode he like stormed out and he's he's like mm-hmm. i'm never coming back but yeah. He's, yeah. he's back with the family joins them for dinner and stuff like that and uh he but apolog- eventually herman apologizes or tries to apologize and yada yada yeah so then uh but he does eventually quit and he and he realizes that he'd rather fight Nazis than uh, work for the the guy. So he yeah. he goes to Canada to join the Canadian Army. Mm-hmm. Are you here to go. fight for Queen and country? I'm here to fight Nazis. I know it's like <laughs> it's, the, it's like Inglorious Bastards. You can decide yeah. for Inglorious Bastards over here. I also thought um, he made an interesting point that he's like, I don't want to live a life where I'm in debt to Jews like Stein men. Or whatever, right? Okay. So, so because he was gonna, go, uh, the racing commissioner was going to, um, get him to Rutgers. He was gonna get him a scholarship, yeah, to Rut to Rutgers or or to Butgers, as I prefer to call it, since they're also in the Big Ten. Oh yeah, I guess they are. Uh, yeah, is that Alvin's whole story though? Yeah, basically, I, I yeah. So. Say, but it was more interesting than like Mr. Stan. Everything than mm-hmm. Earl Creep Show. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then oh, I also like the part where so best yeah best decides to for some reason to go to work. I guess they 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 really want that they really want that house. They have the taste of house, yeah. and now they can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tells the family, and Philip is like, "Oh my god, you're not going to be home in the evenings." He's like, "I'm going to turn into Earl." <laughs> <laughs> so Bess's plot. So she she goes to she goes to the department store to get the job, and she is she behind the makeup. Yeah, 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 she gets it, and she's behind the makeup counter. Kind of yeah. like no, um, no, she's in or the whatever. clothing, whatever. It's different. Yeah. Okay, this is yeah. Marvel's Mrs. Handkerchief. Okay? It is like Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> <laughs> but the the most interesting thing about her plot is that she meets a couple of Lindbergh supporters. Lind- white women. Those white women. Yeah, those white women. Ugh, and they have Lind. They have pro Lindbergh pins until I can't handle it. Well, she she she's she, some, she semi-professional. Keeps it down. Yeah, yeah, she keeps it together more than right. a lot of people would. Yeah, but I but the point I think of her meeting them is to show that, like we were talking about earlier, there actually are people who like Lenberg, and even if they don't know any, that doesn't mean they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. And uh, and then she also has, and then um, Bess also is can't handle the the Lindbergh talk anymore. Yeah, she like starts freaking out. Well, not freaking out, but she starts. She's like getting annoyed at her relatives, including what looked like a fat David Crumholtz. Did you guys see that? David Crumholtz is yeah, in that, the show, so maybe that was his, him. That's his. That's the brother, right? That's Herman's brother. Yeah. Herman has a brother. That's the fat David Crumholtz is his yeah, brother. Bob. Oh, are they the ones who are fighting? <laughs> they were the ones who were arguing, yeah, about Lindbergh. Oh, okay. You, you think I, David he's going to win. He's not going to win. He's not going to win. He is going to win. That conversation that people keep having over and over again on the show. Right. Well, but now it's over it looks like it's going to be over. Win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of a mood, mood point at this point. And then is that about it for Bess's plot? Yeah. I think so. She, she has a couple more, so. more conversations with... Um, her sister. Yeah, she doesn't approve of Lindenberg. She Eve lies to her. Lindenberg. Lindenberg. Steinberg, whatever. Um, yeah, Eve lies to her because she knows she won't approve. 
Mm-hmm. She's still taking care of her ma, which is why they need the house because the she, the clock is still still ticking. And and uh, yeah, what else about Bess? Oh, <laughs> uh, she gets all. Jay, I'm twenty five percent behind you. Uh, and uh, tells her to leave the pearls well, on. He puts some makeup on, yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, mama, mama." <laughs> yeah. And now they're gonna need the house because now they're gonna have a fourth kid or a third kid. Oh, damn! Nice. She's so fertile. Could be. Oh could God. be. I did not just say that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jay's the one who said it, not me. What? Oh, damn. He didn't say it in so many words. He said they're gonna have I a fourth kid. A third kid. <laughs> <laughs> you said they were gonna have a third kid after having sex once. Well, yeah, it's the 40s, and they're Jews, so they probably didn't have birth control. I know, what? but still, that's still not how it happens. I thought Jews were okay with birth control. No, not Because you want to get have that conversation about how orthodox they are again? <laughs> yes, that was gripping last time. Oh, oh, you mean like when uh, Winona Ryder's at services, she doesn't know any of the prayers? Yeah, apparently David yeah, Simon thought that part was hilarious. I thought Who? it was hilarious. Who's David, David Simon, Simon, the creator. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny too, actually. <laughs> she doesn't know the difference between the Talmud and the Mishnah. I don't know the oh, difference between that, a Laka and a something. <laughs> so let's go. Let's talk about the part with um, where they go to the rally. Yes. And uh, so it, I thought it was so it, just not to get super political, but it was interesting that the guy who introduces him. So I thought it was Lindbergh, but it's not. It's some other guy. Some Lewis. guy named John Lewis. Yeah. Some guy named John Lewis. He uses far right, far left rhetoric. Mm. Okay. What what rhetoric I'm is that? I agree about that. Can you be more so specific? He's, yes, he says he says the capitalists, capitalist overlords are oppressing the workers, and okay, you know yeah. what we need is a workers' revolution. Which Wait, is not, isn't that what the Nazis use? I don't know. The Nazis don't. They don't talk about the workers so much. Wasn't the the party the National Socialist Workers Party? Yeah. So they say that it do, it doesn't mean the same thing. Socialism or whatever doesn't mean the same thing in the United okay. States that it means in Europe. Go is the short answer. Sure. Okay. Okay, but I don't really know. All right. Hey. Yeah. So, okay, it, so he, it's not the kind of language a, a, a Republican would not be like the capitalists. <laughs> not the capitalists. Not, not a modern day Republican anyway. That's true. And then That's also, true. also that rally is a lot of like fascist imagery. Would you guys agree? Like they oh, yeah. like one like the 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 oh, flags shirt with the flags, yeah, yeah. There's like a million flags. Well, but that that part makes sense because Lindbergh's supposed to be far right. But I thought it was interesting that language was uh, far uh, left. But as it turns out, nice job, Zach. As it turns out, the uh, if you subscribe to the what is it circle theory that they're all the horseshoe theory that they'll just come back around uh, anyway. So then Lionel gives a speech. Uh, he comes out and he's like, and he talks about, he kind of talks again about how uh, the uh, the Jews are loyal. They only care about the United States. They don't care about what's happening to their people in Europe. And while he doesn't like it, it's not his problem. He also says, yeah. I support Lindbergh because I am a Jew. Right. An American Jew. Right. Yes. Everybody goes, yay. And then, then they switch to the part where then they cut to the reaction of the, the family at home. And I, I don't remember their last name. Finkel? Is that their last name? And, Levin? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Yes, it is. Levin, yeah. One of them, I forget who, is like, he didn't say that for, he made him, he made Lindbergh kosher. He didn't say that for the, to convince Jews. He did that to convince the Goyim that he's not a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Which I think is definitely true. Well, mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah. Plus, most the way I was looking at it too was it was also to basically give the Christians permission to ignore the Jewish plight, right? Well, so to, well, to, vote, for, to vote for him, they right, were yeah. to to vote, to vote for him and, and not to feel not, like they're yeah. voting for an anti-Semite. Yeah. Exactly. Even if he actually is one. Oh, also something we forgot to mention during for Alvin's story is that he quit like the way that JetBlue flight attendant quit. The way we'd all love to quit a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. F- I, uh, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's living the he's living the fan he's living the, the fantasy life where he could tell his his boss to go fuck himself and then go <laughs> go fight Nazis. He should have demanded someone follow him. Is is that what the fight the JetBlue no. flight attendant did? <laughs> okay. Actually uh, did he? No, yeah. I don't think he didn't so. demand anybody follow him. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> uh, the election is what's next, right? So they they have election day, and you have there's really no doubt about who's going to win, because uh, if uh, Roosevelt wins, you don't really have a show, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh, I guess there's nothing to worry about because <laughs> there's no danger after all. Yeah, and something else I noticed was that the new the Newark Ledger, the local newspaper, endorsed um, Lindbergh. Interesting. Yeah. With the same yeah. rhetoric that he'd been saying the entire time, which is uh, Lindberger War. That was like his his thirty seven words. That was a little his, obvious. His, yeah, his forty one word stump speech that he just that he constantly says. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not so different than politicians today, by the way. I mean, they have their stump speech. They don't usually say the same, like the exact same thing over and over again, but it's not unheard of. Mm-hmm. And then that's the episode. Shit, yeah. Shit, 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 right. So, guys, I actually have a little bit of inside info from because I listened to the pot, the official Plot Against America podcast. Wow! wow. Overachiever, yeah, hosted by David Zach did his homework. Show, and Peter Sagal. <laughs> oh, from no, from who's that? It's from uh, wait, 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 don't tell me. tell me. The host of oh. Wait, don't tell me. Right, that did sound familiar. Yep. So, because I was like, all right, I got to figure out what they're trying to say with this episode. <laughs> they're trying, they're not trying to say anything. It's just about what happens. Like, no, dude, they are. Well, yeah, they are. They're going for obvious political metaphors. Absolutely. I just need to figure out what was going on. So, first of all, they actually had a lot of, David Simon had a lot of interesting stuff to say. So, first of all, you, talk, you know how we talked earlier a, about. Okay, go ahead. I think it's, I do think it's a bad sign, I guess, to explain the show, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, so yeah, you have to read a book about it. About it. <laughs> that's true don't, don't tell me I have to explain it in a book or whatever it's a movie okay anyway so you know how <laughs> we were talking about John Lithgow John Turturro sorry about how he's like a different kind of Jew than the other ones do you remember I'm how we were talking about that. that earlier I'm frozen how he's Is a different me? kind of Jew than the others no I don't remember that he's southern right okay is that it <laughs> how is that, that might, those that southern Jews, they ain't like the jews around here that's right. <laughs> i mean i mean they aren't that's true so okay so john totoro is a german jew who came before this huge wave of immigration in the or the early like the early 20th century okay and okay. so so there's like a culture gap between the different sorts of jews if you want Sure. And they have different attitudes. And this is an example of that, you know? Oh my God, you guys stay alive. Again, I don't know how you're going to know that by watching it. Well, it, it's like well I guess you see how observant time. they are at his congregation. And then you see Winona Ryder not knowing what to do. They're pre- they're, they seem pr- pretty observant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, back up, guys. I, in the 40s, 
there's no such thing as reform, right? So like, well, I don't there's, think. There's I don't secular think. though. Right, yeah. but you're not going to go to the secular synagogue, <laughs> right? So yeah, that's, there, that's, I, I don't even know if secular synagogues really even existed in the forties. No, I, I was being sarcastic. Of course, there's of course yeah, there's no secular course there's synagogue. No secular synagogue. So David, mm-hmm. David Simon said that Bergensdorf, John Turturro's character, that's why he has such a different attitude, and he calls him a court Jew, which right. I was court. like, oh my goodness, what does that mean? Um, so are you familiar? In African American vernacular, the house slave. Yeah, of course. Like the house? No, I'm thinking of something else. You're not. Yeah, sure. I don't know. So I can you... use my imagination. Okay. So yeah, yeah. no, the cor- a court you is a definitely an established uh, term. Trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it could be for anybody uh, as like the court jester, right? Like the the representative. Mm-hmm. Like the <laughs> like the G U take out in court to be like this is our pet kept you. Yes. Yeah. Pretty That's much. Right. Okay. And look, like, look, we have one on our on our side, so yeah. it must be good. He also compares them to this guy named who had like a Polish last name. I didn't recognize his name, but apparently he was like the king of the Jews in the ghetto in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Does it sound familiar? So he's like really giving it to Bergensdorf, and because <laughs> he's like Bergensdorf uses the same lines. We've heard like complicity. It's like, oh, you know, he's kind of this Lindbergh guy is a little kind of kooky, but we can work with him. He'll change after the election. And he yeah. said that this is again, this is David Simon. This is not me saying this. He said that Steinham is like conservative Hispanic voters in the United States. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so he's like, they, he's like, they, they are making money and they're successful, and sometimes they vote Republican. But they're not oh. really sure where they stand. And then, oh. but the point is that they don't know. But they don't know why. It was. It's not that they don't know why. So, so David said that they think making money is how they're going to be. Business. Is how they're no, no, not how they stay in business. It's how they're going to be like accepted. How they're going to become equals. Okay. Which is an idea. He also made the point that yeah, the show is very obviously making parallels between the Trump campaign and Lind- and their character Lindbergh. But he, uh, I guess so. You, you guess so. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. He's not acting. He's not acting Trumpian. The only, I think, the, the only thing similar is their celebrity status. Well, th- okay, that was the thing. That w- that was something David. Again, this is all David Simon. I'm not making any statements one way or the other. Why don't you just marry him? <laughs> well, I, I know, I'm interested. This is this is totally different because he's the show's creator. <laughs> yeah, it's not just my opinion. Uh, he, he said something to remember is that Lindbergh is a is and sorry Lindbergh was a hero. Right. That's what I mean. Right. That's not Trumpian either. Like he's not Trump's not, a, not hero. a hero. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that that's a major difference. I don't I don't really see the parallel. I mean I guess if he says it it must be true because he's the show's creator. But I don't really see it. They it's should like make de- it. It's like death of the author. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like okay like. If you say so, if you I, if I were going to do a parallel, I would have made it a little bit more obvious, like make him kind of dumb, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like make him not that articulate. He's well, pretty articulate. I mean, they still have to be sort of true to the history. Yeah. That's well, yeah but, okay. Do we know that Lindbergh was a particularly good speaker? I, maybe oh, Wait, okay. they use recordings of his speeches, don't they? Guys, there's people on In the, the point. So, so I have something, no idea. So something that David talks about is that. Lin, the real in real life Lindbergh did not run for president, 
And he also admitted that he was wrong about like the U.S. being isolationist. And he uh, yeah. he actually went and fought in World War II as a pilot, of course. But he never and, actually fought against the Germans. Well, they sent <laughs> they sent him to the Pacific so that he wouldn't have to fight the Germans. That's right. Yeah. And he actually he was a war hero too. He like killed he like shot down a bunch of Japanese planes, but Roosevelt kind of suppressed that so that people wouldn't know about it. Hmm. He's willing to shoot down the Asians, but not the Germans, huh? Hmm. Well, to be fair to Lindbergh, most of most American soldiers went to the Pacific, if I recall correctly, which I probably am not. I mean, I haven't heard that one way or the other. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that that's the case. Um, he did seem like, even through the eyes of the these Jewish main characters, he did seem like a pretty compelling candidate. Um, to be honest, not just the <laughs> plain stuff, but also like uh, Roosevelt's doing a, a third term. Which is kind of like, uh, what? <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, I know that's history. I think he had four terms. In, in, well, uh, some, in reality, something else to consider is us as the watchers of the TV show don't w- see what Lindbergh did in Germany. Mm-hmm. We just hear about it. Well, that's the other thing is um, Bergsdorf attempted to rewrite history. Right? He was like, he was there as an agent of the U.S. government, spying yeah. on him. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, is that true? Are we? We're probably never going to know one way or the other, mm-hmm. right? And then that also ties into when uh, Sandy, when the when he's when Lindbergh's plane goes down, and Sandy's like he's never crashed, he never crashes. He's like the best yeah. pilot in the world. It'd be impossible for right. him to crash, and it's like no, he's crashed. It's like no, he actually totally did crash. There at the right at the end of the episode, there they were talking about the nomination, and somebody was saying something like. Somebody was saying something about how like the white race will always be preserved. Do you guys remember that? Does anybody oh, else yeah. hear that? Yeah. Was that Lindbergh? Was that Lindbergh saying that? Uh, it's probably just some guy in the audience. It was just some guy. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Oh, I wanted to play. Uh, so one one last one last thing from David Simon, and then I'm done. Is he was like there were court Jews in 2016 too. I'm making a oh, parallel to the 2016 election. Man. And he, and he said it was Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Oh no, he's not, so he's not a court. He's a court black black man. He's a court black guy. Yeah, but oh. I guess David Simon wasn't comfortable saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I mean, oh, I guess he feels say, like he doesn't have to spell it out for the people on the podcast. Well, <laughs> what about Ivanka and Jared? What about what about them? They're Jewish. Aren't they're they? Jewish. They're technically Orthodox Jews. They're not yeah, temi- but, technically. They're Jew. As far as I know, they're Jewish. They're, but they claim to be Orthodox, and they do not seem to act Orthodox at all. They do claim to be Orthodox. Well, well they're not. They don't act Orthodox. She doesn't cover her hair. They yeah, neither does he. Gender boxed. He right. doesn't cover his hair either. Gender, gender. Orthodox men aren't supposed to cover their hair, all, huh? Yeah, they wear those. Hats. They're supposed to wear yarmulkes. That's a sedum. No, that's oh. not true. All Orthodox Dude, men are supposed to wear yarmulkes. So. Okay, thank you. Anyway, get wrecked. The, 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 uh, different, no, the difference between... Yada, 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 you get wrecked. No, Jared and Ivanka weren't like, we are Jews, we represent the Jewish community, Jews should support Trump. Yeah, but they are At like, least as far as I can remember. Is that, is that what Carson said about black people? Because I honestly yeah. have no idea. I wasn't really paying attention. I, I during the 2016 election. <laughs> I saw some articles that were like, people were like, oh, Jews will be fine because his daughter-in-law, or his daughter is Jewish. I'm going to vote for Trump. Mm. Stuff like that. Right. So, so did Trump did Trump say explicitly well anti-Jewish or anti-black? I guess he did say anti-blacks. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, that's the show that we're watching. I seem to recall yeah. that the, the remarks that he made, and again, I'm not endorsing or disendorsing anybody, but I seem to recall the remarks he made that got him into trouble were about Mexicans, not about <laughs> black people. Well, he said he said a, he said a few things that got him into trouble, but <laughs> only a few about various races. Uh, I can't remember what he said. Okay. Well, actually, so what I was thinking when they were talking about kosherizing people was not was not Trump, but it was Jeremy Corbyn. Mm. Mm. And who is that for those of us who are not familiar? He he's, is a, a failed, he's a liberal in the he's UK, a, he's a right? labor. Well, I guess he is a liberal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he had court dues or whatever on his staff. Well, I'm not I'm not calling anybody a court Jew. <laughs> OK, I'm not comfortable saying that. What I am saying is that in the run up to the election last year, Corbyn also had a lot of people think he was anti-Semitic. And there was, there was a poll of UK Jews where they said, or 80% of them thought he personally was an anti-Semite. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so, that's so if opinion. you're David Simon, you want to, you want to like, you should bring that up on your podcast. Because that seems like a lot more applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he also had, you know, Jewish voice for labor. Plenty of Jews who supported him too. They just were a minority among the Jewish community in the UK. And I think it's interesting because besides, um, oh, dang, Chark, it's got sniped. Besides, still for you. (laughs) That's right. I can't. It's from outside of a barn. Besides Borgelsdorf and Winona Ryder, you don't really see any Jews supporting him. Mm -hmm. Stand still. I think it's because. I was looking for a health pack. Yeah. Well, because it's all in that one community, right? It's all in the major Hmm. Newark, Elizabethtown, or whatever community. Yeah, I think it's because it's a show and you have to cut corners somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. David Simon said that Burgelsdorf, Burgendorf's statement was designed to, that like that one statement basically turned the election to Lindbergh in the, really? world, of, in the world of the show. In yeah. the world of the show. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, in the world of the show, that's fine. Mm. And that's the, po- that's the point of the scene. So in other news, uh, guys, Titan season two has been good. Now that's a, that's a show I would watch. Yeah, we should watch that instead. <laughs> I'm already I'm already halfway through it though. Okay, yeah, pretend you did it. Alana's already seen it. Have, no, I only saw the first season. Oh, we wow. oh really? I thought I thought yeah. you'd already seen season two. I watched season two, episode one. Okay. Yeah. Um, we well, talk about Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's good, and I'm and I'm not yeah. really a, a fan of the Harley Quinn character. Yeah, she's just ignore her. Is that the hey, second man. season? Yeah, second yeah. season's out. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh damn! Right side. It's ongoing right now. Yeah, man. They're doing like a take on No Man's Land. Cool. Okay. Well, we don't. Fine. I guess if you guys don't uh, want to keep watching Apply Against America, I guess we don't have to. But I personally am enjoying it. I don't want to stop. Don't stop on my account. Jay, what do you think about all the Jewish stuff from the non-Jewish perspective? I asked him that. <laughs> last I week. think it's um, interesting because. I mean, well, I'm, I may. Yeah. T- okay, sorry, the change, Jay. Sorry. Answer will change. Sorry, Jay. Oh, I still think it's interesting. Uh, I mean, like you said, things are cyclical. So, like, considering the oppression and considering the current crisis situation with Asians and all, it's mm-hmm. still very, it's like very wall. much relevant. That's true. That's yeah. true. I didn't even think about that. The concept of loyalty uh, of a group, you know, like, no one's, you know, I think it's relevant. No one's going to say, like, hate Asians or hate Jews because they're, like, because they're like 
really because of their like religion, I think in this day and age, uh, or their that they're outsiders. But if you're like, well, they're bad for the community somehow. I mean, well, they're right? bad for the like, community because they're outsiders. It's just another way of saying the same thing. Well, they or they've become outsiders, but well, like eight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. So well, like, you know, what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, because wow, what? Because one. <laughs> They're blaming Chinese people, so any Asian immediately gets blamed. I mean, I've had right. mm. I had an interaction with the UPS guy uh, where he had a package from China. He's like, "What the fuck? Why am I delivering this crap from these assholes who almost killed us all?" And I was like, "What? <laughs> Say uh, what?" <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Wait, can I tell you guys? Yeah, you should report my... that guy." Wait, can I tell you guys my friend's conspiracy theory about COVID? What's that? That it was created by the Chinese to go after Hong Kong. To distract yeah, from Hong Kong? Yeah, the protesters. The problem with that is that no one really cared that much about Hong Kong. <laughs> People cared a lot about it earlier. Yeah. Mm, well, I mean, it, it had its interest and then the interest declined. Well, but as it was declining, suddenly Corona came out. So, I mean, yeah, the timeline maybe? is kind of there. But I mean, yeah, uh -huh. I mean, at the same time, it's uh, so it's the Asianness, then on top of that, being Korean with all of Korea, that was just being the second major wave. And then also the Christianity thing. So it's Christian Koreans who are the cause of it. Mm. So what's, then, the, what's the Christianity? Yeah, thing? I didn't hear about that. Uh, because of the Christian church in Korea, uh, they were the outbreak center of South Korea. Uh, like the people kept oh. worshiping. Uh, well, they, well, it was all a bunch of um, missionaries who were in China, and then they all went back. And even though they knew what was going on, they still met, and then they just continued on attending and prophesizing and going out into the community and yada, yada, yada. But so I like, thought, I get the triple whammy for that. But I thought South Korea is like handling it the best of every country in the world, pretty much. Uh, yes. But again, I mean, you can, have, can you really trust anyone's reporting at this point? I mean, I, I think South true. Korea is pretty reliable. If it was North Korea, that'd be a different story. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, Kills there's still always that doubt, right? There's always yeah. that doubt. So, I, I thought mean, the prejudice against, against I thought the prejudice against Koreans would more come when it was when we had the latest nuclear scare with Kim Kim Jong Un. Uh, they don't care about that. Well, they don't. But America people here, no. people, people here care a lot about that. They got it when we thought when we thought it, it was going to be. Uh, yeah, but no one blames South Koreans, right? So they barely blame Koreans. Everyone knows it's Kim Jong. So no one really blames Koreans for any of that. They blame That's Kim Jong. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, we're talking about ignorant, racist people here. So I don't think they really understand. Good job, guys. We can go. That's a hook. There's somebody behind. It's an echo. Going left. Uh, okay, well, anything else you guys want to talk about podcast-wise? Earl's a real creep. Yeah, he, he is. is. Such a, he's such a bad influence. <laughs> I don't, I'm interested to see where that plot line is going, if anywhere. Uh, well, to be fair, uh, he steals like I did when I was a kid. What? Jay, just, what? Jay you, can, this, you confess to a crime on this podcast. It's inadmissible. Yeah, I stole from my parents. What are you going to do? <laughs> my dad <laughs> took me to jail for it, whatever. Really? Yeah. It's like a real, real jail, real jail. Yeah, he worked by a prison. He worked by a jail or a police station. So he took me. I was like, "Yeah, deal with this." Yeah. Did well, it, did I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, to a degree. <laughs> I mean, he got he got smarter about the stealing. <laughs> yeah. I was just so proud of that. I slept that Lucio. 
Yes, you should be. <laughs> you should be proud. A little bugger is impossible to hit. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Tuesday Night Gaming. Catch us every week at twitch.tv slash mcslanty and group up with us next time. Bye, Bye. Brian. Who knows what we'll be watching?